That was uh, Swami Vidya Dishananda. Uh, boy, that was fascinating. Uh, talk about scholarship and also, uh, you know, deep, deep experience, meditating in the Himalayas that, as one can only imagine what that's like. And, and, and at the school where they take kids eight years old and up and, uh, you know, they're, they're in this uh, program until they're adults. It was fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the real thing. You know, he's a monk. Uh, you know, spent a lot of time up in the Himalayas, and his order of monks is apparently, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, member or people in that order who, you know, spend their time in in the remote areas of Himalayas, um, and uh, they're not um, usually amongst <laughs> the worldly people uh, for very, uh, very much of the of their of the year. Was also Phil. I I didn't know that uh, his tradition is the same tradition that uh, you know Paramahansa Yogananda comes from. Well, yeah, it's a little nuanced because um, he was ordained as a monk. I, I'm not going to get this right, but he explained it to me. He was ordained as a monk by a brother uh, monk of uh, Yogananda's uh, guru. Uh, so he and Yoga, his guru, Swami Harinanda, Hari Harinanda, who ordained him, was... Um, had the same uh, guru as Yogananda did, Sri Yukteswar. But uh, most people don't realize that what we think of as uh, Yogananda and his lineage, the the two, pre, Sri Yukteswar and his guru, Lahiri Mahasya, had other disciples. And many of them, you know, in turn had disciples and many active lineages stemming from those mm-hmm. uh, uh, same roots are uh, out there in the world. Of course, no one achieved the fame Yogananda has, so people don't know about him. Tell me about, uh, I, I'm planning on visiting him in Santa Barbara when I'm out there. You've been to his uh, facility uh, in yeah. Santa Barbara. What's it like? Uh, yeah, I just want to add one thing to yeah. what I said before. You know, he was ordained in that uh, lineage, uh, but his he, he has um, strong links to actually a kind of a different lineage. I mean, mm-hmm. this Himalayan uh, monk lineage is uh, of a kind of a different one, but, you know, so he has two sets of roots, so to speak. I'm not doing that justice, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, their, their self-inquiry fellowship um, is up in the hills uh, above, uh, uh, well, a little south of Santa Barbara, and they have an office uh, office space in Santa Barbara, um, and you know they're doing a lot of interesting work. So you know they'll have uh, satsangs and meditation groups and so forth uh, uh, up in the more remote place up in the uh, hills, and they they do the offices in town. And uh, one of the interesting things that I saw when I visited was um, this incredible um, heritage project of uh, finding uh, works of art uh, and restoring them and uh, making them uh, available for viewing uh, and he's um, doing the same with um, <laughs> Um, vintage photographs of India, sacred places in India, 
that they're you know using modern technology to mm-hmm. to restore the quality of and make prints of uh, so they can be seen and also with music um, some some traditional Vedic uh, music that's uh, being recorded and digitized. No, uh, uh, Swami uh, Vidya, uh, no, Vidya Dishananda. We just interviewed. He he's uh, does he live now like a monk where he stays in the monastery most of the time, or does, does he come and interact much in the world? Well, he's he's here much of the year, from what I understand. You know, in Santa Barbara, and he's you know he's got people working with him, and and he gives public uh, presentations and so forth. So he's as you know he has his calling is mm-hmm. to disseminate knowledge and preserve knowledge and. Uh, so he's in the world, but you know he lives as a monk and and um, spends, I think, some of each year. I, I, I've learned, I've seen in the past that he was away for uh, some time, you know, in India, and uh, probably uh, some combination of being with his fellow monks for work purposes and being in solitude and in the Himalayas. Right. It's interesting that he mentioned. Uh that uh, in his uh, Jyotish reading, like his astrological chart, uh, it was clear that he would uh, both be a monastic but also uh, somewhat of a, a missionary teaching uh, yeah. what, what, what his lineage uh, yeah. has. And that's, I think, very common, uh, not just in, in what we think of as Hinduism, but also mm-hmm. in Buddhist monastic tradition and the Catholic monastic mm-hmm. tradition. You know, there's some some uh, monks and nuns um, remain in seclusion, and um, and in, in you know in in the Vedic tradition, some seclusion doesn't even necessarily mean being in an ashram with fellow monastics. It's like real seclusion, <laughs> living alone yeah, exactly, in a cave. Yeah, exactly. Living alone. Yeah, in probably. A cave I wonder how many monks are in caves. I guess there's no census taken on that even in India, <laughs> yeah, right. but uh, the, you I don't know, know. It's, it's and, a, yeah. but they're there, you know, or not, you know, necessarily in caves or in a hut, or you know, some of them are have are homeless essentially, you right. know, not in the sense we use the word, but they're intentionally homeless and they wander, they're you know, wandering right. ascetics. So you know, there's a lot of that, but then there are monks who uh, take vows, but who are active in the world, just as, you know, we we're all familiar with uh, nuns in, in the West, you know, who are uh, part of monastic orders, but they're doing social service work in the world. No. So. Does uh, uh, Swami interact with uh, other traditions, other, uh, even Buddhist, uh, Catholic, uh, you know, is uh, he part of that, or... Is it more they do their thing and then are willing to share that with whomever is interested? I would think in his case, I don't, I can't really say. Uh, I'm not that familiar with it, but I'm, I'm sure he'd be wide open and probably enjoys very much talking to you know his peers and right. from other traditions. You right. know, this he's a genuine Vedic monk who would have the the perspective that you know any any path sincere and authentic pathway. To, to divine realization is honorable and should be, you know, respected. Right. And he probably <laughs> would enjoy that. Right. I, I would love to visit the, their school. And uh, he said, I think they had 800 students. Uh, 
or six or eight hundred. It was quite a, quite a production, and the kids come in, and uh, really, I, I'm sure that much of what they're doing. Uh, he even mentioned, uh, you know, the Rudolf Steiner schools could be integrated in uh, what's being done in the West to, uh, yeah. you know, give a more um, uh, integrated uh, 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 type of education. Uh, yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know the details of what, uh, you know, his lineage is, is teaching and the methods they use. Uh, but I, I, when I, last time I was in India, I was taken to uh, visit what, what are called Guru Kulam, um, which um, are these traditional methods of learning uh, Vedic, uh, absorbing Vedic knowledge. And it's, it was fascinating to watch because you had young men, or boys of different ages, not you know, grade school or middle school age, um, who live in these kind of ashram settings in these gurukulams, and you know there's a lot of memorization involved. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching some of it, and there'd be you know an adult teacher leading, and they would get you know they would go repeat the, the get the pronunciation right and do it again and repeat it again. And I remember watching, and they were doing certain hand movements, and I didn't understand what that was all about. But then uh, Swami uh, Vijayadishananda uh, explained when he told me about the holistic, you know, into whole brain learning. He he mentioned hand movements. And right, right. He and said that touching. today. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought, oh my God, there was a system there. Yeah, they were touching so what opposite I saw, shoulders. It wasn't just arbitrary. Yeah. You yeah. know, he got quite specific th- about what they do. It's yeah, really and it's and, meant, yes. you know, to bring in the senses of touch and the, the you know, the the split he- the hemispheres of the brain as right. being associated with the, the that, different well, sides yeah. of the body. It's fascinating. Fascinating, and, and it would be, you know, very interesting to see, you know, brainwave studies, somebody really go in there and study that. Now, let me ask you a, a question, Phil, that you would be more uh, knowledgeable than me, and, and that is if you're in India, you talk to an average middle-class family in India, <clears throat> Are they interested in their kids getting this type of education, or is it well? No, no, no. We want to learn technology. No, I, I think most of these days, it's. It, I, I don't know enough, but my my guess is, mm-hmm. uh, just from my own, you know, limited experience and and my experience with uh, people of Indian descent here, they're much more interested right. in getting their kid, <clears throat> you know, to to uh, the leading colleges and the leading graduate schools and the professional training institutes. So, you know, like parents, you know, anywhere, you know, I mean, yeah. come on, you know, you're from an Italian family. <laughs> there, there was a time, there was a time when, you know, one boy in each Italian family was going to be a priest. Exactly. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's still the not, case. Not anymore. I don't. I don't think they get much of that anymore. They don't get much response uh, from that. But it, but it's fascinating because I think I think what what is also happening is uh, there are those that feel, hey, okay, go with the technology and all, but let's preserve uh, our traditions as well. Yeah, and, and, and I'm sure there are families in India who would just be, you know, find it, you know, the greatest of honors mm-hmm. to have one child uh, become a Vedic. Uh, monk and, and represent the tradition, but I would think it's a minority these days. Right. Swami Vidya Dishananda, uh, our guest today, uh, absolutely fascinating. His uh, institute in uh, Santa Barbara, the Self-Inquiry Life Fellowship. Uh, if you, you know, again, you know, uh, 
always check with at spiritmatterstalk.com when we have the person's bio up. We'll have all the links to uh, connect with them. And when you go to spiritmatterstalk.com, please uh, uh, subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. We'll get you information. Also, we have a fan page up on Facebook now, and we're on Twitter, and uh, we're, we're on all areas of social media. Everything but PBS. We need it. <laughs> We're waiting for the invitation from PBS. That will be next. <laughs> All right. Till next time, Phil. Great All right. Time. Take care. Take care.